I am excited about the Lord. I know we serve a great God. We serve a good, awesome, and wonderful, and mighty God. So um, I'm, a ho I'm hoping it's not just me that's excited about the Lord. Is it just me, y'all? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It feels, it feels that way sometimes. feels that way. So on Sunday, I want to invite you all to, um, to, not Sunday, Wednesday. I meant to say Wednesday. Wednesday, we're shifting our prayer format uh, to invite you to come out. We're crying out to the Lord in prayer. We're going to just dedicate the time to hear from God so that God could really move and have his way in our midst. Amen. So please mark your calendar if you have not been coming out. I want to encourage you to come and be a part of what God is doing in our midst. Amen. So as they're continuing to receive the offering, uh, we're going to prepare hearts and minds to just hear from God. Now I want to level set uh, just for a little bit this morning. So I'm really sensing God this morning wants to do something completely different. God wants us to hear from him completely differently, and he wants us to worship him completely differently. So grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles and go with me to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 4, and I'll tell you what we'll be doing this morning so that the Holy Spirit would just be God in our midst. Does anybody in here want to hear from God? Does anybody here need the Lord? I mean, come on. I mean, let me say it different. Anybody in here desperate for God? Yeah. Let me, let me hear a sound of desperation. Come on, yeah. That de yeah. There you go. A sound of that we just really, really, that we need the Lord. Amen. Let me, let me tell you where I'm at this morning. Um, my week has really been spending time Felix emptying himself out before the Lord and Felix hearing from God as it relates to what God is calling for for leadership in this ministry. And so um, this text is not leading me, and I want to make a point in this text, and then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do by way of hearing from God this morning, and then we're just going to be free to allow God to move and have his way. So if you came this morning for a traditional um, hear Pastor Felix preach this morning, that probably will not happen, but I am going to guarantee you that God will speak. I'm going to say that much because God does what God wants. So go with me, um, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, same, same passage uh, where we are, verse, four, verse 14. Yeah, we seem to be have some problems with these mics here. Uh, verse 14. Um, look at 13 one more time. Verse, you guys are there, say amen. amen. Verse 13 says, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. Verse 14 said, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and then this verb, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And then verse 15 says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers that is made in this place. Here's going to be the message this morning. God wants us to return to him. Amen. God wants us to return to him. We've been focused on prayer for a long time. It's always been, the theme has been prayer changes things. We're not saying that. 
But I want us to take a moment as a ministry to, for the next few minutes, the sermon slot, to practice what that means to go back in the presence of the Lord. Imagine that. To practice what that means to go back in the presence of the Lord. So I'm sharing the platform with, with three individuals this morning. Um, now we're going to talk together. And they'll talk however God leads them, and then we will spend some time in prayer. But before they come, um, here's how I did last week's message. Sat right there and I said, here's what prayer looked like with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? That Adam and Eve would be in the garden. They would be sitting there enjoying their moment. Then Genesis 3, it says the Lord would come down in the cool of the day. And he would engage them in conversation, and they would have fellowship, and they would have communion. And God would say to Adam, hey, man, how was your day? Paraphrasing here, um, I wasn't there, so I'm speculating. Adam would say to him, God, it was a good day. And if there was any emotion between them like there is within us, Adam would probably say to God, God, you know, I just love you. I really appreciate everything that you're doing, how you've blessed me, this beautiful woman. You have just been phenomenal in my midst. And I doubt seriously in that prayer time that Adam had a petition list of things that he took to God. I want you to think about that. Everything he needed was in the garden. This was prior to sin. Nothing was broken. Nothing was wrong. And their prayer relationship between, between him and God was just expressions of love. So for a few minutes, here's my first challenge. Can I take 60 seconds, me, and tell God I love him without running out of words to say? Or does my expression only last three seconds? Before I switch to petition. And then how genuine is my relationship if all I need you for is stuff that I want from you? <laughs> so you see how messed up my week has been? You kind of get it? Because I'll start, God, I love you. But then I'll switch to, well, you need to bless me with this. And I'd start going into my petition. So in silence, no music, no nothing, I want us to take a few minutes. And I'm going to challenge you to open your mouth and take a moment just, to, just for a few minutes. You won't take long. And right where you are, go that way with a sound to God, saying to him how much you love him, how much you appreciate him. If he tells you to stand, you stand. If he tells you to sit, you sit. But wherever we are in the moment, in the moment, place yourself in the Garden of Eden and see God coming and sitting next to you just like he did with Adam and Eve. And then let your prayer be expressions of love to God. Just take a moment in your own way, in silence or in making a sound or open your mouth, being expressive. However you feel led to do that, I want you to give you a moment. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable for some because it's not a cultural norm. You get where I'm going? But what does that feel like? 
to say to God, nothing but expressions of love in your own way. Go to him in your own way. Come on. Make a sound to the Lord. Make a sound. Make a sound to the Lord. God, we need you. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise. How we love you, Lord Jesus. How we magnify you. How we bless your holy name. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for just being God in our midst, Lord. So you're an awesome, wonderful, magnificent God, Lord. So we bless, we, we give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord, for you. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you and thank you for you. Bless you, Lord. 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 Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. As you want, just be tight so Barney can come after you. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. Feel free this morning. Feel free. Feel free. My finest hour at restoration, I'm Elder John Hayes, is when we're in corporate worship. And I want to say, it's, it's like once we get past praise and worship and we're kind of at this cruising altitude of our service, I want to say uh, the seatbelt signs are off. You, you guys, the owl is yours. There's real estate up here for the altar. Take what you need. Walk about. Feel free to roam the room. Pastor Felix has been in a place with our, our subject topic and our, our, our sermon series, uh, Prayer Changes Things. And, and, and in a rare place, he brought it out of Second Chronicles 7 and 14. It's a very familiar passage. And, and by way of Genesis, he started that thing off with the relationship between God and Adam. And, and, and he's, he's already mentioned the dialogue that they had in the cool of the day. 
And the beauty of that dialogue is it was, it was within earshot. It was, I could see and he could see, we could see. And it was a conversation. It was um, a time of communication with Adam and God. And as things transpired, a few things were given to Adam as obediences, as just some basic rules in the garden. And as we know, the fall happened after disobedience in the garden, and that created separation. The pastor has anchored this thing in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And um, I think the beauty of that is that it, it really shows us how God allowed us to get back to him after the separation. Let me be very clear about where we're at with Adam and God. God was not okay with disobedience. And it was very clear at the fall, he was not okay with obedience. He had a problem with obedience. Let's call it sin. And it created a fall and a separation between God and Adam. And as we move forward in his series, as Pastor moved on, we see that he described it as prayer being redefined. The conversation, the dialogue changed. There was separation. There was still communication, but it, it was redefined, and he, he called it prayer, and we call it prayer. And as we move forward um, to Second Chronicles, we see throughout the ages we had a, a time when God had to literally wipe the earth clean and, and using Noah and his family, he found favor and he reestablished mankind through the seed of Abraham. And even after that, there was still disobedience in the world. So Solomon, and this is where his wisdom sometimes is misunderstood, saw that there was a gap, there was a separation still and, and closing that gap, he built the temple, and as he dedicated the temple, Solomon had a prayer. Listen to Solomon's prayer for the people. At the end of his prayer, he says, and listen to the pleas of your servant and your people Israel, which when they pray toward this place and listen from heaven and your dwelling place, when you hear, forgive. So facing just the direction of the temple, just this place, just looking toward it, if they just give you that much, hear them and forgive them. As Pastor moved on in the series, we see that God acknowledged Solomon in, in chapter 7 it's a wonderful read because there's requirements to approach God. There's requirements to be in his presence. There's requirements to, to just have his attention on that level. And with separation and disobedience, the requirement is on us to meet. God came a long way to re-evangelize his son. So God acknowledging Solomon sent fire to consume his offering. And then he appeared at night at, at Solomon and he said this, I acknowledge 
and he said, these are the conditions. And here it is. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, seek and turn their wicked, from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Let's talk about those conditions. I'm only another few minutes. Humble yourselves. So the condition and the requirement was to approach God humbly. And we know at the point that you're out there, your back's to God, the people are not seeing God like who he was. We need to stop acting like we don't know God in these times when we're out there. I don't want to take an analogy or, or create an application here. I just want to say there's a time when we need to stop acting like we don't know God because we're in our stuff. Amen. Pray. He says, humble yourself, pray. Commit to communicating to God. There, there's got to be a commitment on our part to reach to God. Just pray. Find a way to communicate with God. Find a way to get to a place where we can uh, communicate up and look for God's answer, look for his face. But then he says, seek my face. This is probably one of the better parts because it's not just prayer. We need an audience with God. I need an audience. When I need God, when I need him and I need forgiveness, I need an audience. I need to be in his face. When I want to get with a senior, I got to call Kim and get on his calendar. When I want to find God, I got to get with him. I have to find where he's at and go there. If I got to turn over that plate, if I got to do whatever I got to do, I got to, I have to seek his face. I need an audience with him, a one-on-one. -on -one. He'll honor that. And then he says, turn, mercy. And so pastor, it is, I want to say Dr. Gilbert said this. He used the word return. We're going to live there today because return, he said, it's a linear thing. You turn from your way 180 degrees and you turn and you return. And he called it linear, meaning it's a straight line back. I, I, I've, I've re returned to God. I've turned and I can see the mountain of God, but it's way over there. Pastor said linear. I want to use some words here. I think we say sometimes as the crow flies, straight line, a beeline to God. I think the aircraft world, they say you make a vector to go in to get to God. In Monopoly, they say go to jail, straight to jail. Don't pass go, don't collect $200, straight, direct. These four to... to, to um, to humble yourself, pray, seek, and to return back to God are the requirements that need to be met in a time when you're uh, in disobedience, sin, or you're away from God. God says, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. He says, then when those are met, I will hear. And listen what he says. I'll bring back the rain. That might be the bank account. Listen, the rain was something you had to have to survive. The locusts 
would consume. But he said, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll rebuke the devourer. That could be the high interest credit card you're trying to deal with because you're making minimums. We, we don't, I don't want to go in the application, but I'm saying, and then the pestilence, that, that peace you don't have, that noisome pestilence, as David so eloquently said in Psalms 91, that thing, he said, I'll take care of that. So all that's done. Just, just turn your face to me, return, make that beeline. This is the part I may have a hard time with. So Solomon, in his wisdom, he meant business. 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. All I'm going to say is sin costs. Sin has a price. You know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. And as we get into the New Testament and our dispensation and where we live and, and we have prayer 2.0 with the Holy Spirit and everything, I, I look at um, what Christ has done and, and now we have a open throne room. We can run to God and fall at the throne. The author of Hebrews says it this way. Therefore, he says, let us then in confidence or boldly, some translations, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find mercy, help in time of need. It all comes together, but it's about returning back to God. You got to know the, the requirements, the formula to get back to God. It's just not easy as you think, but it's very simple. And it just takes that humility. You, you need to pray, seek his face, get that audience, and turn. Make a beeline back to the throne. Hasten to the throne of God. Thank you. Bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, as pastor plays, these words were in my ear. I know they're not the lyrics, but this is what I was hearing. Hear your voice again. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your voice again. We need to hear your voice. We need to hear your voice again. We need to hear your voice. Hear your voice again. We need to hear your voice. Hear your voice again. In your marriage, you need to hear his voice. Hear your voice. As you're raising your children, you need to hear his voice again. We need to hear know that he yet speaks. Know that he has something to say about your situation and your circumstance. We need to hear your voice. We need to hear your voice. Hear your voice again. You might be broken, but you need to hear his voice today. He says you're healed. You need to hear you. We need to hear your voice. Hear your voice. See, we've all been in relationships where things get difficult and all of a sudden we're not talking. We've all been in situations, some of you married folks have been in the same bed 
with your backs turned to each other, with that space in the middle, you know what I'm saying. And what God is saying to us today is you need to hear my voice. You need to hear my voice again. He says, I promise never to leave you nor forsake you. So he hasn't left the room. He hasn't left the relationship. He says, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. While the adversary is making you feel like God has left you, God is saying, I'm still right here. You need to hear his voice. Hear his voice again we need to hear your voice hear your voice again and see oftentimes when we pray we we think this is a one-way communication we think it's me just talking to God but the reality is is that prayer is two-way communication prayer why why he says Humble yourselves and pray. God says, humble yourselves and talk to me. Humble yourselves and quit acting like you've got it together. Humble yourselves and quit trying to think that you can fix it. Humble yourselves and talk to me because I've got something to say to you. God, we don't come to pray just to tell you what you already know. God, we come to pray because we need to hear your voice. We need to hear your voice. Hear your voice again we need to hear your voice we need to hear your voice again you know in the text I love it see the text talks about coming to pray and you say Pastor Vernon what what is so powerful about this prayer that he's talking about see this prayer that he's talking about it will cause you first to fall before God Fall before God in a posture of need. Somebody turn to somebody and say, I need God. Right? You, you don't need God to be silent right now. You need God. You need to hear from him right now about that very thing that is weighing you down. You need God. So this type of prayer we're talking about is prayer that causes you to fall before God. And then as it causes you to fall, it causes you to focus on God. Everybody say, focus on God. See, God, while I've fallen before you, God, I, I now focus on you. I can't see everything that's going on. All I can see is you, God. And somebody right now needs to say, God, let me just see you. God, don't let me see the circumstance. Don't let me see the pain. Don't let me see the heartache. But God, if I can just focus on you. God, let me see your glory. God, let me see your mercy. God, let me see your power. God, let me see you. God, as I fall, as I fall in this prayer, as I focus on you in this prayer, God, it does something to me. When I'm just looking at you, what did Isaiah say? Isaiah said, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. He was high and lifted up in his train, filled the temple, and it, and it did something to Isaiah. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. I live among a people with unclean lips. He said, when I can just focus on God, it causes me to do something else, to forsake my sin. See, the reason why we're not forsaking sin is because we're not focused on God. But if we focus on God and we see his holiness, we see his righteousness, we see how loving he is, it causes a shift in our lives. 
Cause I need to hear your voice Hear your voice again Come on, open your hearts and say I need to hear, I need to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open your heart. Say, I need to hear. I need to hear your voice. I need to hear. hear your voice again. God, I know I don't deserve it. I know I've messed up, but God, I need to hear. I need to hear your voice. I need to hear your voice again. And lastly, when I fall and when I focus and when I forsake, God does this amazing thing. He tells me that I can move forward. Let me say it again. When I fall before him, when I focus on him, when I forsake the sin that has so easily beset me, the God that I serve loves me enough and he says to me, now you can move forward. He says, now I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. God is saying that to you today, that because you are falling before him, because you are focusing on him, because your heart is desiring to forsake your sin, God says, my son, my daughter, you don't have to live there anymore. Come forward with me. Yes, we can hear your voice. We can hear your voice again. Declare that you can hear God speaking to you right now. We can hear your voice, hear your voice again. We can hear your voice. We can hear your voice again. take 30 seconds and praise God right where you're at. Lord, praise God for the word of healing that you just heard. Praise God for the word of deliverance that you just heard. Praise God for the word of reconciliation that you just heard. Praise God for the deliverance that you just heard. Praise God for how he's lifting you up. Humble and 
our God. Lord our God, we humble ourselves and pray. We seek your face and we're turning from our way. We as a people, come on. We as a people are crying out, are crying out to you. We as a people are hungry, are hungry. We as a people. We as a people are crying out to you. Heal us. Heal our country. Heal our home. Heal our Heal our families. Heal our church. Heal our nation. Heal our church. While the musicians are playing softly, I'm going to ask all our elders to kind of just stand and fill the aisles. And as they do that, we're just going to take a time, Pastor Tony's going to close us in a moment. But all the elders and ministers and deacons, if you're in ministry, I want to invite you to come. Even if our new people, our elders and candidate, we want to invite them just to come and fill the aisles for a little while. Just let's all stand to our feet. And what they're there is just to represent. If you need prayer, if you need ministry, Pastor, Ms. Andy's going to share in a little while. But we want to give you a chance that these people are here. Let's just connect and just allow God to be God in our midst. Amen. Let's hear what God is saying. Minister Andy then Pastor Gatani is going to share. God is in this place this morning, and he wants to heal you. He is saying, come to me. Let go and trust me. Know that I am your God, and I will deliver you from all the things that you stand in the midst of. God says that he is healing this morning. He's saying he's releasing this morning. He's reviving this morning, and he is renewing this morning. Open up your heart. Open up your heart. Open up your heart and hear my voice. Yes, yes. I am here. 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 Hear me. See me. Know me. I love you. I want only what's best for you. I want only what's best for you. Know that I am here for a purpose and it's for you. I'm here. I'm here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. As we stand in the presence of God this morning, 
this powerful teaching that we've received on prayer, it is essential that we become a praying church, that we become a praying people. Just right now, I just feel God saying to me, stop playing. Quit playing. We, we, all, we often gamble our relationship with God for some petty satisfaction, for something that we're getting away with, for a sin that we really haven't repented of or we really don't feel guilty about. But God's saying this morning, you better stop playing. Stop playing with my grace. Stop playing with my love for you because I've called you. I formed you. I have things for you to do. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says that he beseeches us by the mercies of a God to present our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. A living sacrifice is that I'm dying to flesh, I'm dying to my will, but yet I'm alive in Christ. And the reason salvation is permanent, I believe God said, let me stamp salvation with my blood. It's because he knew that we would run after things. He knew that we would get ourselves into things that aren't of him. But to prove his love, he said, the deepest sin you can commit, I have covered it for you. So it doesn't matter how we view God. His love surpasses our view of him. His love surpasses everything. His love surpasses every sin of this world. And God says, there's nothing you can do, nothing you can do to separate my love from you. If you are a born-again believer, God's saying this morning, quit playing. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Let's get into an intimate relationship with him. When I'm not in an intimate relationship with God, I am irritable. My spirit is not settled. My heart is not singing praises because I've just taken on too much of the world. But God is saying, I want you to release those things that you're trying to control because I have the answer to it. But I can't give you the answer if you can't take a moment to humble yourselves and let me speak with you. So this morning, we just open up this altar, even if where you're standing, you just need to kneel before the Lord in silence and just take a few moments to say, God, I empty myself. I empty myself, God. Release those hurts, release those pains, Release those things. Don't gamble your relationship with God to prove your point. God is the ultimate healer. He can renew relationships. He can heal the brokenhearted, amen? He wants to do all of that for us. So quit waiting for an apology from somebody else because God's already forgiven them. God's already forgiven you. And in due season, you will have that opportunity. But when that opportunity comes, you're going in the love of God. You're going in the strength of the Spirit this morning. So we just open up this altar to you this morning. Amen. We as a people are crying out to you. As this word has gone out, 
this teaching on prayer, I just hope that it has ignited your hearts to just begin the process. Amen. We have so much. We fill our minds and our hearts up with so much that the enemy is going to keep pushing us in front of God, our problems in front of God, our wants, our needs in front of God. When we were just giving, offering our praises up to God, I know even in my own mind, things begin to come in my mind. And I was just like, God, I just want to give you praise. And the enemy is constantly reminding you, oh, you got to go do this, you got to do that. And, and all kinds of thoughts come through our head. But it's in those moments that you begin to just press and say, you know what, God, I didn't do a full minute. I didn't know what to say. I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. He receives that and know that he receives that. Don't feel like you have to, to be, you know, the super Christian. God says, I'm going to take you just as you are. Because as you begin to just praise me and thank me and honor me, I'm going to be able to just start pouring in because as you release, God fills us. He fills our heart. He fills our love. And God is about to move. He is aligning us in this house to do some great works. Amen. And as pastor has said, if we have done anything to offend you or, or make you step away from ministry, don't look at us. Look at God. Amen. Because we are all sinners. We are all saved by grace. There is no perfect person in this world. We can return to Eden, amen, when we get into relationship with God. He made a provision through Jesus Christ. We can return to that place of Eden, that peaceful place, that place where we commune with God, when we humble ourselves, when we ask God for forgiveness. You look at the saints of past, Enoch and Job and those righteous men. They were fully flesh. But God says, they have my heart. They know how to walk in this realm, this earthly realm, and still acknowledge me as Lord. When they fall, they, they acknowledge the failure. And they come to me and they ask me to forgive them for their sins. We can do that. We're going to fail. We're going to fail today. <laughs> We're going to sin today. But God says, when you do, come to the altar. Offer it up to God and say, God, forgive me. I'm, we're all work in progress. God says he's given us a second chance this morning. Amen. A second chance. Hallelujah. And that's something to give God praise about. That God, you love me enough to forgive me for that unspeakable sin that only I know about. <laughs> Woo, God, you love us. God, we worship you, God, for your love for us, Lord. Father God, for forgiving us, Father God. Father God, we promise, God, we're going to quit playing with you, God. We're going to align up to your word, Father God. Father God, we're going to do all we can to press in, Lord, to you. Father God, as we go home, Lord, if it's just, if we can only hold it for 15 seconds, giving you praise, God, that will put a smile on your face, Lord. You will receive it, God. So you don't put limitations or times on our worship. You just say, just worship me, Father God. And as we begin to feel the love, as we begin to feel the grace, as we begin to feel our hearts sing, Father God, as things begin to change in our circumstances in the spiritual realm, God, we will praise you more, God, because we're just infants. We're just babes, God. And we have to learn that when we, we have to come to you with a childlike spirit, not expecting anything, God, just wanting to sit in your lap and cuddle 
and be loved and receive love. So God, we thank you for this time with you, Father God. Father God, we honor you, Lord, that you love us enough to say as a corporate body, just give me the praise, amen. Just humble yourselves this morning. Sometimes God needs to hear from us. We didn't hear a word from the Lord. The Lord, the Lord heard a word from us this morning, amen. We reversed it and we gave God our praise. Hallelujah, we lift you up, God. We thank you, Father God, for who you are. Father God, we've received enough word, now we release it back to you, God. We say thank you, God, that you are wonderful, God. You are a healer, God. You're a way maker, God. You restore, God, and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah.